I began this week uh, disturbed by the way that media and culture seem to are becoming more and more saturated with profane, bloody, gory, vulgar, crass, incredibly violent, sexualized, or at least redundantly scatological imagery, speech, and reference. I even wrote about it in my newsletter article. Um, and, I, and I tried to come up with an adequate explanation for what appears to me to be an exponentially increasing level of all these things, not just in television shows that air after 9 p.m. or um, movies that with mature ratings, but commercials and sitcoms and, and animated films and documentaries and, and science programs are, are being captivated by the need to show all this sensational stuff just to keep their ratings up. Um, and what puzzles me is that that attracts us, that that draws us, that that is a popular trend. That somehow culturally we need more uh, intense stimuli, even if it's negative, to feel to have a response. And I think, I think it's kind of like Rex when you drive by and you can't help but look. That's why I wanted to talk about the, the difference between the darkness and the light and that there's some part of us that is drawn to it like a tractor beam. Susan talked about choices because every single one of those feeds our wolves, right? And if we're not intentional about how much we let in, our own perspective and our own ability to feel and our own vulnerability and tender spirits get shut down or numbed Yesterday I was driving and I had music on um, that was written by a friend of mine. My friend has had an incredibly difficult life. He was a junkie. His mother was a junkie crackhead. Um, I mean, so all of his life, that's the circles he knew. He did many things along the way of which he is not proud and has lots of awful stories to tell. But from that, he has come to being a sensitive and aware man. His music reflects that, and it, and it has his stories in it. But these stories are, are moving about by their honesty and their clarity. And I was listening to one of these songs and drove past... Eastridge Country Club, and somehow juxtaposed to this sad reality 
was this lovely, rolling, perfectly tended hillside. Um, it was evening, so it was, it was not the glaring sun. It was some sort of uh, softer light. And I thought how much those rolling hills more resemble my life and my experience than the song I was listening to. But the song I was listening to made me start thinking about those things around the world that are unimaginable, juxtaposed with things that can be so beautiful with care. And my heart opened for a moment. in a way that I think is, is good for us. Another one of my favorite uh, artists is Sting, and he has a line that, um, uh, love can mend your life, but love will break your heart. I think it's in the breaking that we wake up. Or at least those are the opportunities. Like, um, like, oh, what's his name? There's a crack in everything. Leonard Cohen's song. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. That crack is from the courage and vulnerability that it takes to let some of the pain in. That man changed his life. Some people don't have options, means, or opportunities to do that. And our job is to find ways in our hearts to love those people too. In all of their brokenness, in all of our inability to understand it, And at some level, I feel like the choices that we make every day about what we're going to become a little bit less sensitive to make it easier for powers to manipulate those things and distract us from the things that need changing. Things that might be what we're called to do. And we only hear those callings when we're at places that we can hear. I think... You know, and I'm sure there are people who would disagree with me, but I think this spiral into what feels like darkness to me is the flailing, desperate efforts of an obsolete orientation towards humankind. That, as John O'Donohue said, there are things coming ashore that are wonderful and beautiful, but there are a lot of hunger 
issues that need to be addressed. We need to be feeding ourselves with things that actually keep us filled up. Instead of that stuff that makes you hungry again and, and maybe more hungry than you were before. The paradox here is that the only way to nourish and restore those depleted and dashed or wounded and weary parts of ourselves is to open the windows. Stand without those defensive cushions, bare and exposed to the reality of the pain of caring. I am not telling people, I'm not asking you to let yourself be a target. I'm not asking you to let yourself be a victim. I'm asking you to, to find the ways that open your heart to feeling. There's a big difference. One kind of vulnerability is uh, at a, a level where we cannot be wounded. And it's the layers between our exterior lives and that deep place of spirit that all the injuries are, the layers of wounds. And genuinely caring is something that all of us learn in our lives because we're here. There are people and things we care about. There are people and things that we love more than we knew we could ever love. And still there's more. Feeling with those who suffer and have need May be very may very well hurt. Until our hearts are changed. Until that soft, hospitable light comes on within us that accompanies us throughout the journey. 